Hi, I'm Dave from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I'm Holly from Chicago. I'm Josh from Litchfield Park, Arizona. Sound of Young America is produced independently and supported by listeners like you and me. You should support the show like I did. Just visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's the Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is Michael Rappaport. He's, of course, best known as an actor, having worked for some 20-odd years with legendary directors like Woody Allen and Spike Lee and uh, on numerous television programs, innumerable films in audio, all over everywhere. He's here today, though, for his directorial debut, a documentary called Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. It's the story of one of hip-hop's most significant and storied groups, and I know one of the most significant to Rappaport specifically. It opens July 8th in New York and Los Angeles. Let's take a listen to a classic track from A Tribe Called Quest. Here's Check the Rhyme. Mm. Back in the days on the boulevard I landed, we used to kick routines and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer, I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer because you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, that's where you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push this along. You'll be a fool to reply the fight is not the man. Because you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Because I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next to not contest me. I'm just a fight MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no home training because I misbehave. I come correct and full of heck of all my law check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura is positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the time, Michael, I, I want to ask you personally yep. what A Tribe Called Quest meant to you in 1989-90 when they came out. And you were you were a, a very young man. You were at an impressionable age. Yeah, there was an excitement about them. Um, their mu- you know, honestly, their first album, to me, when I look back on it now, it, it's kind of like if you're walking around school on lunchtime and you're passing by all these different conversations and one conversation is about this girl who's pretty with a nice ass and, and, and I, and I, and I want to meet her. And what's her name? Her name's Benita. Um, and then, you know, that you, you keep walking and then, you know, you, there's a, another conversation about, um, you know, just being, you know, uh, you know, from Queens and, you know, what that means to you. And then there's another, you know, group of, conversation going on about safe sex and then there's these other kids that are kind of you know more serious militant kids and they're talking about you know ham and eggs and we don't eat pork and we want to you know take care of our bodies and you know we're, we're conscious and all that stuff you know that first album was like youthful it was very innocent it wasn't contrived it was just colorful and really sort of epitomized what it felt like for me as a 
18-year-old growing up in New York City. You know, it just was like it felt like these kids that you knew. It seems like that humanity is at the core of what they represented, yeah. along, along with the rest of the native tongues, De La Soul notably at the time. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, hip-hop was all about this kind of grand epic scale mm-hmm. of, you know, the kind of rock and roll epic scale of Run DMC right. or the militant epic scale of Public Enemy or the super crazy performer, rhymer, Big Daddy Kane right. epic scale. right. And there's a big difference between that and a character on the microphone who's like a person, just right. like a, a, like someone that you would see in high school. Right. Yeah. They they were very honest, and they were vulnerable. And you know, and obviously one of their famous songs is Benita Applebaum. And you know, it wasn't like you know I'm gonna do you and do this to you. It was like you know I, I just want to you know can I take you out? Can I dance with you? There was a sweetness to it, and and. Uh, you know, but there was a, a sexuality to it, but it wasn't it wasn't over the top. You know, the the Rolling Stones have Angie and, and the Doors wrote Gloria. Like you know, like they wrote Benita Applebaum. Michael Rappaport, my guest, he's the director of a new documentary about a tribe called Quest. Let's hear a little bit of their first hit, Benita Applebaum. In in Tribe's career, there was this first album that, as you say, is very kind of, uh, it's distinguished by its tone, but it's not not their most coherent, cohesive Mm -hmm. album. Mm -hmm. And they came out, they had Benita Applebaum, a sizable hit. Um, but it was very difficult for them to imagine what their next record would be. And yeah. In fact, we have a we have a clip from the film yep. in which uh, Q-Tip is talking about uh, making their second album, The Low End Theory. Right. After the album came out, the first album was just like, wow, this is really happening. The stakes became high. And then everybody was talking about sophomore jinx. But I never was one for jinx. And like, I don't believe in none of that. I'm not a superstitious dude. Like Stevie said, if you believe in things that you don't understand, then you're going to suffer. You know what I mean? Like, so I never gave none of that no weight. I'm going to make Low End Theory. Let's hear a little bit of excursions from Low End Theory and A Tribe Called Quest, the subject of my guest Michael Rappaport's new film, which is called Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager, you could find the abstract, listening to hip-hop. My pops used to say it reminded him of bebop. I said, well, daddy, don't you know that things go in cycles? Way the Bobby Brown is just amping like Michael. It's all expected. Things are for the looking. If you got the money, Quest is for the booking. Come on, everybody, let's get with the fly mode. Still got room on the truckload of black boat. 
listen to the rhymes to get a mental picture of this black man with black woman picture. Why do I say that? Cause I gotta speak the truth, man. Doing what we feel for the music is the proof. And planet on the ground, the act is so together. Bonafide strong, you need leverage to sever. The unit, yes, the unit, yes, the unit. Do you, do you remember when you first heard Low End Theory? I do exactly remember that. And I don't have a great memory, but it, it, it was a distinct memory. I was in Detroit filming my first movie, Zebrahead, and it was the summer, and the radio was on, and I was like, what is this? And then the DJ was like, that's a new song from Tribe Called Quest, and I was like, holy crap. I mean, it just was like big, full, rich, and then, you know, because at the time, to be honest with you, I wasn't like, go to the record store and buy album guy. I was the radio, but then I was like, yeah, the low end theory came out. I got the tape. Every song on the album was great, and every song was so different, and they were talking about jazz, and there was jazz samples, and Ron Carter. I was like, who the hell is Ron Carter? And the cover art with the girl and the shape, the, the green, black, and red, and it was conscious, but without beating you up over the head. It was just perfection. It was just e excellence. We got to be a winner all the time. Can't fall prey to a hip-hop crime. The dope raps and dope tracks, we move blocks From the fly girlies to the hardest of the rocks Musically the quest is on the rise We own these excursions so you must realize That continually I'll pop my Zulu If you don't like it, get off the Zulu tip So what can you do in the times which exist? You can't fake moves on your brother or your sis But if your sis is a is a jerk leave them both alone and continue with your work whatever it may be in today's society everything is fair at least that's how it seems to me you must be honest and true to the next don't be phony and expect one not to flex especially if you rhyme you have to live by the pen your man is your man then treat him like your friend all it is is the code of the streets so listen to the knowledge being dropped over beats beats that are hard that are funky They could get your hook Like a crackhead junkie What you gotta do Is know the tribe Is in the sphere The abstract poet Prominent like Shakespeare A Tribe Called Quest Are one of the greatest Hip hop groups Of all time Yep um, there are a lot of other uh, great hip hop groups yep. and artists. You know, there's Eric B and Rakim. There's yep. Outkast. Yep. There's the Wu Tang Clan. There's there's uh, there are you know a dozen or uh, twenty groups that uh, also are monstrously significant yeah. Yeah. in the history of hip hop. Yeah. So what was it specifically about a tribe called Quest that made you want to not only make a film but make you know, this is your first. This is your first directing effort. Like to to make you to transform what you do in your life from being actor into being director. There must have been some specific mm. impetus. The instinct to make this movie came from in 1998. Their last show it was publicized as their last show in New York when they put out the Love Movement. I was at that last show and I said to my girlfriend at the time, "I feel like my parents are getting divorced," and. And I said that night, somebody should do a documentary on a tribe called Quest. Like, you know, you just didn't expect it to end. It was such a for 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 a group to make three great albums and then a fourth really good album and then a fifth album that had their their probably their biggest song and you know, a great song on it, but for the last album to be not as good and as cohesive as the as the other ones and for them to break up, there was just a you. You felt like they would never break up, 
Just like as probably like, you know, the when the Beatles broke up, it was devastating to the fans. Well, for for hip hop, try breaking up. You just didn't think it would happen. You know, you weren't surprised when this group broke up and you weren't surprised when that group broke up. Tribe Called Quest, it was like, oh, no. And and on that night, I said, somebody should do a documentary about Tribe Called Quest. And then every time I would see Q-Tip around New York or people around the group, Chris Lighty, I would always ask, is Tribe going to make more music? You know, they should make more music. Oh, why don't they just make some more music? Yeah, you know, the solo album was good, but they should make more music. So what spawned it? I love the music. Did that time in my life, hip-hop, I knew that those guys are the same age as me, and I knew that, you know, obviously I never wanted to be a, a rapper. I just loved the music, but I knew without asking that they listened to the radio and recorded the radio like it was, that was gold. For me growing up, I don't know whether to call it a tool, a resource, uh, uh, an alien. You know, it was a physical presence that was a part of your clique, your crew. That was the radio. First time I remember hearing myself on the radio it was a Saturday night. I was just waiting. I knew that it would come on around 10 because I was, I was asking, I was like, what time do you think it'll come on? And it came on. I was like, <laughs> I just like that. I just couldn't believe it. I was stuck. You know, it wasn't, I was just like, I told my mom, so she was like, really? Get out of here. I want to hear it. Oh, I wish your father was here to hear that. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. It was a crazy moment. You know, it was crazy. That's Q-Tip of A Tribe Called Quest talking about hearing himself on the radio for the very first time. I mean, hip-hop and what happened from that golden era of hip-hop, as they like to call it, informs everything about popular culture today. You know, the the T-Mobile girl is standing there with the white kid rapping, and it's not like, what the hell is this? It's not like, you know, like, it's not mockery. It's not like, you know, exploitive. It's like, yeah, there's, of course, there's a T-Mobile girl standing next to the white kid rapping. Well, what the hell is he going to do? Play the electric guitar? No, he's going to rap. You know, Justin Bieber's beatboxing. Of course he's beatboxing. That's part of the routine now. You know, uh, Beyonce every now and then will, 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 will rhyme. Michelle Obama, you know, is doing the Dougie. Nancy Reagan wasn't doing the Dougie. I mean, <laughs> if, you know, this is like acceptable you know, sort the, of part of popular the culture. The closest she got was maybe sitting on Mr. T's lap. Exactly. But but do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the hip-hop and, and what, what we came from that time is, you, it, like, it, it was looked at in the 80s, you know, if you remember, it was like... That was the, that was the inflection point. I mean, the, the early 90s was when it transformed mm-hmm. from a phenomenon, from a subcultural phenomenon to a mass cultural Absolutely. Phenomenon. And it's grown ever since, for better or for worse. More with Michael Rappaport after a break. He's the director of Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. It's the sound of young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. And by VG Kids, printers of t-shirts and other merchandise for touring bands, radio stations, websites, festivals, derby girls, record labels, national brands, and all the rabble-rousers, hackers, and entrepreneurs in between. Online at VGKids.com. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is the actor Michael Rappaport. He's the director of the new documentary Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. It starts to hit theaters this week. 
that footage that you shot backstage at Rock the Bells was the first footage that you shot on this film. Mm-hmm. That you, was the first thing. Actually, right before I shot, I, right before Tribe arrived, I did my interview with De La Soul. The scene is, um, if I'm remembering correctly, it's Dave says, yep. um, uh, you ask him. I said, is this a Tropical Cause last show? And he said, I hope it is. There's like a pause. And you see pause from Dave like, go, oh, you know, like you just said that. And he goes, and I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, I hope, I hope, I hope it is. You know, he goes, because, you know, if they're not going to do it and do it right, you know, they should just stop because I don't like being around it. And, you know, and for the fans, you know, it's not genuine because the Tribe Called Quest is about love. And if they're not loving each other, they should just they should just stop. I knew that that would be in the movie because it was so on the money and so truthful and so non-emotionally involved. Like he just stated it. It's the only thing he says in the movie. And um, he just laid it out there. And, you know, and every cut of that of the film that we had, and we had a bunch of them. That was in there. And my producers would be like, why are, you, why are you so insistent on having it? You can't hear him. We're going to have to subtitle. I was like, because that is the – him saying that is, is, is spot on. And, 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 you know, him saying that is, is the – it's like the truth is laid out. What was it like for you when you showed up thinking that the documentary you were going to make was going to exclusively be about celebrating this amazing music and the effect that it had on the culture, which is certainly an important part of the documentary. Yeah. But you found uh, you just were dropped into a situation where, um, you know, the members of, uh, uh, of the group were essentially at each other's throats. I mean, literally, they almost fight in the film. Yeah, I mean, it was... There was two things going on. It was... You know, watching people you don't know argue can be uncomfortable. Watching people you admire and have a lot of respect for really, you could feel the tension in the room and, 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 and you could just feel like something was off. Being around that is always uncomfortable, but being around it with someone, you know, when, when you're not expecting and I wasn't aware of it. I didn't make this movie because like, yo, someone's like tipped me off. Like, yo, they don't get along. You got to they you know, they're, they have trouble. Like, you know, and, and it's not like, and I don't want to make sure to clarify. It's not like their relationship is this, you know, it's, it's brotherly. It's, 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 it's like out of love and the love and the hate. It's that classic dynamic. Um, so I want to preface that, but being around that, it was upsetting. I've been in relationships with people that I love that are fractured. It's hard to go through that. I related to that. And that's why, um, story-wise, I, I, I went to that and, 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 and let that play out. Because all the music stuff and all the, the glory and all the sampling and all the you know impact of their music, that's easy to, to document. They did that. They did the work for me. It's just a matter of piecing it together, picking the right stuff you know, editing it correctly. But to, to, to the story of it, the sort of implosion of the group was more challenging to piece together and to edit and to, and to structure and also very exciting. So a, a Tribe Called Quest has, uh, w- probably you would describe, three c- core members. The yes. two MCs, uh, Q-Tip and Fife Dog, and Ali Shaheed Muhammad, the, uh, who is a um, DJ and also sometimes producer. Yep. And this is a story about these three guys, and also the Tribe Called Quest's famous sort of sometimes why right. fourth member, Jerobi. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big surprise. And it's hard to 
put a finger on what his role is in a tribe called Quest because he isn't a vocalist and he's not a producer. Yeah. Um he's he's like there he's like totemic. Yeah. Jerobi's role in this film is he is like a in the group even is like he is a symbol of their relationship with yep. each other. Yep. And and Jerobi, you know, you hear him talking on the first album and you know, he was he was going to rap on the second album. There's verses that he did on, on Low End Theory, and then he left the group. Um, and you would see him in the first album. It was like he was just kind of awkward-looking and odd-looking. And then you'd hear rumors like, oh, yeah, Jerobi's in jail. And Jerobi, uh, he, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, in a mental hospital. You'd, it was like a, a folklore about Jerobi. What happened to Jerobi? Where is Jerobi? Oh, I heard he's he's sick. I heard he's on crack. And and really, you know, like I just thought when I interviewed Jerobi, it was going to answer what the hell happened to Jerobi. Like I, I, did, I wanted to be like a little a little side thing. Like, you oh, know, you do a little segment. Jerobi turned out to become a professional chef. Exactly. I didn't know um, the dynamic and the imp- impact and the importance of his relationship to the group. And I didn't know the, the sort of uh, the, the, the closeness of, of him and Fife. You see, when he's talking about his relationship, and he grew up very, very close with Fife. Uh-huh. Um, and, and when he talks about his relationship with Fife and his relationship with the other, and the relationships of the members of A Tribe Called Quest, you see that the reason he was in the group is because he is, in part, I mean, he's sort of like the soul of the group. Yep. Yeah, Q-Tip calls him the spirit of a tribe called Quest. And, you know, what did he do musically? It wasn't about musically. It was about, like, just keeping them going forward, keeping everything, you know, on board, keeping everything balanced. You know, four is a, is a better number than three, you know, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're dealing with people, you know. And I think that he was, like, that, that stabilizing, you know, presence there and um, just brings a lot to the movie. He brings a lot of emotion to the film. There's, I mean, there's no, there's no shortage of emotion in the film i mean you're you're talking about a situation yeah. where you know fife dog is is diabetic is yeah. he's the he's famous the funky he's diabetic. The funky diabetic and he has struggled terribly with his health over yep. the past 10 years or yeah. so yep um and and in fact was struggling with his health even before a tribe called quest dissolved yes and He's and he also doesn't have the name to trade on that Q-Tip does. Right. You know, Q-Tip can. You know, Q-Tip had a couple of solo hits and you know has a reputation as a producer that Fife doesn't have. Yep. Yep. So Fife is in a very precarious and kind of scary position. I mean, yeah. literally scary because Absolutely. it's more it's mortal for him. Yep. I mean, his health deteriorated in the last. You know, he, he'll talk about it. He talks about it candidly in the film. And, you know, I cut out a lot of stuff about it because it was almost too indulgent. It would have been too indulgent as a filmmaker because he, you know, he, he, because of the way his voice is, he's got like a, a, a boisterous quality about him. You just get, you don't, less is more with him. He's unfiltered and he talks about his health and his struggles with his health in the same way uh, with his addiction to sugar. Which it sounds funny, like because you know you get a laugh first. That's what I love about the movie is, is like you know he'll be talking about his addiction to sugar and like yeah, and I love Lorna Dunes and Snickers and pina coladas, and you're kind of laughing and he's like, but do in, in in having this addiction that you know it's kind of funny or like oh that's not an addiction. You're like you know this destroyed my body and pushed him to the brink of you know his you know being he almost died. 
And he was so emotional and so honest and so open um, about it that it's so, it, it's just really, you're like, it takes your breath away. Here we go, yo. It's first up to back, no batteries included and no strings attached, no hope barred, no time for move faking, got to get to loose so I can bring home the bacon, brothers front, they say the drop can't flow, but we've been known to do the impossible like Broadway Joe, so sleep if you want, like cool, will help you get your Z's true, but here's the real scoop, I'm all that and then some, short duck and have some bust inside your eye, to show you where I come from, I'm vexed, fuming, I've had it up to here, my days of paying dues are over, acknowledge me is in there, yeah! The Sound of Young America, I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is the actor Michael Rappaport. He's the director of Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. As a filmmaker, I mean, like a lot of documentary filmmakers, you're in a very difficult position, which is that you're making this film about these people. And particularly in the in a music documentary where you need their permission to use their music, even if you have their permission mm-hmm. to shoot them on mm-hmm. camera. Mm-hmm. And that's put you in a very difficult position the last six months or so yeah. as as the group has had lots of contention both among themselves and with you and the film. Yep. The Twitter. Yeah, there was a, there was a Twitter back and forth and there was uh, 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 Ali Shaheed and Q-Tip did an MTV interview with uh, Sway. Yes. Talking... Uh, that was not positive about a lot of things. And then also at the end, they said you should go see the movie. Right. It's very confusing and distorted. And, um, you know, at one point, one of the, uh, one of the producers of the film, uh, accidentally hit reply instead of forward on an email and sent out an email. It was about a dispute over producer credits. Right. And, uh, and this producer that you were working with said, you know, Fuck them. Yeah, I don't. I don't want them to be producers. We're gonna. We're gonna fuck them on this and everything. Yeah, I, think, I believe yeah, I'm yeah. working from memory. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, and and you know that that caused a, a riff, and that was an accident. But I to this day, I mean, they didn't ask to be producers until December nineteenth. You know, they were like, we're we're ready to move forward. We love the final cut of the movie, but Tribe Call Quest and their managers would like producer credits. And I sent an email out. You know, as a very professional thought thought out email saying, you know what? I don't think you guys should be producers of the movie because, number one, you didn't produce the movie. <laughs> number two, it, it, it makes it feel like propaganda. And it, it doesn't feel, you know, it could feel like this was, a, uh, you know, sort of a contrived thing. And it wasn't. And, and I don't think that it, it puts the best face forward for the movie. And in response to my email, my, one, of my, one of my producers pressed reply all saying... What he said, which caused the whole uproar, to which he apologized for, and I apologized for endlessly. But they took that and and ran with it, and ran with it, and ran with it, and and you know, and threatened to shut down the movie, and threatened to you know put um, what do they call cease and desist, and uh, you know um, all these legal things because of this email. 
And 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 I was in such a vulnerable position. I was calling them, literally begging, like, "Yo, he apologized. I apologize. Like, this is what was going on." I mean, Mike, it, it must be really hard for you because not only is this the first film you've ever directed, not only have you put two and a half years of your life into this, but these are people that you admire, or you wouldn't be making this movie. The whole thing was 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 upsetting and disturbing, and and frustrating, and at that point, frightening. Because I knew we had something that was good. There was a lot of anticipation about the movie being at Sundance. And then they're like trying to like be producers on the movie and then threatening, we're going to shut down the movie. And, I, and then that John Cassavetes moment came to me, who has been a big inspiration to me as an actor and as, as a call myself an artist. And I looked at myself in the mirror and, 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 and I was like, you ain't shutting down shit. You're not shutting down anything. And I'll tell you one thing, and I told them this. I'm going to be at Sundance with this movie, playing it, whether it's in the festival or not. You're not stopping me. You're not stopping this movie. I'll hand out DVDs. I'm going to Sundance. You're not getting in the way of this. And this is this is the uncut version of that situation. And ultimately, they got back on board and right before Sundance, a Tribe Called Quest is not coming to Sundance, but we support the movie. And then Fife wound up coming to Sundance. And now the thing about that is Ali Shaheed Muhammad had prior engagement. He wasn't coming to Sundance no matter what. He was booked to go in Europe. So let me make sure I say he that. He was on tour. He was point. on tour. And that was booked from the, the, right. the fall. But, you know, then the group, the rest of the guys, Q-Tip didn't show up at Sundance. And, and, and Jerobi didn't show up to Sundance. And Fife was there by himself. And the movie premieres. And it's a very emotional movie, and Fife was there, and it was a very emotional time for him, and it was a very emotional time to have your movie, you know, received the way it was, and and then all this more stuff in the press, and that was kind of singled out, and then, honestly, since the movie got accepted in the Sundance, like this movie, may, just the, the 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 editing process and finishing it, the the completion of making a movie, is is enormously hard, but since the movie got into Sundance, dealing with all this stuff, and then dealing with the group, finishing the movie, you know, clearing music, uh, dealing with the, the, the craziness in the press and the Twittering and the MTV interviews, fighting that has been such a shocking surprise. And, and I, I honestly should have been documenting the last six months because it would have been better than anything that, 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 that was in this movie. The, the whole package of it would have been nuts and it would have been very good for for, for other filmmakers to be like this is this is how this would take to make a movie in this day and age the movie seems like ultimately it's about that love that dave from de la soul talked about it's about fraternal friendship that yeah. like real brotherhood family relationship between yeah. these guys and yeah. it i just i can only imagine that it was that it's hard to be to have to to have yourself in, inserted in there. It was very hard. It was very hard. But you know what? I'm not like a like a little you know wilted flower. You know, I'm not like a delicate. Really, really yeah. Michael Rappaport, you're not. I know a lot of people think that. <laughs> they you think that he's very sensitive and gentle, and you know, and you I certainly I have, have a, so, a reputation as a soft. Me. Me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm like very, you know, I'm like very, you know, you got to be careful with him because he's, you know, you've certainly very, been, you've certainly been typecast in that sort of role. Yeah, as I an always actor. play those delicate, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, like, you know, I'm like uh, with the Edward Scissorhands. Like, there's a tear in my eye. Um, 
you know, the most uh, the, the thing that makes me be able to sort of laugh about it um, is that when the movie is screened in front of audiences when I've been there, it's been just, you know, and it's, you know, the humor that was found in the movie. Like, there was things that I throw funny, but, like, th- th- there's so much humor and emotion. And it's only right to me because, you know, Tribe Called Quest music was very emotional. And and the, the emotion that's in the film, it, it's only right. And, and it it's just... You know, it's just like a little, it just worked. It's just worked out. And I'm so proud of the film and all the people that worked with me on the film and that put up with me on the film and that carried me at times where I was like, I, I can't do it. I just, I just, I can't do it. You know, like we had a good team around me. I had a little tribe, you know, making the movie. So it was, it was, it was cool. And my, my kids and, you know, and just being patient with me, it's been fun. Well, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to be on The Sound of Young America. Thank you. I really appreciate the interview and um, your insight to it. It, uh, it was cool. Why, why don't we go out on that Tribe Called Quest song that changed uh, Michael Rappaport's life? Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Michael Rappaport is the director of Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. It hits theaters in a staged release this week. You can find out when it's coming to your town at sonyclassics.com slash beats, rhymes, and life. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. 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 I'm gone. Can I kick it? To all the people who can quest like a tribe does Before this, did you really know what live was? Comprehend to the track force, why? Cause getting mentions on the tip of the vibe buzz Rock and roll to the beat of the funk fuzz Wipe your feet really good on the rhythm rug If you feel the urge to freak, do the jitterbug Come and spread your arms if you really need a hug Afrocentric living is a big shrug A life filled with that's what I love A lower plateau is what we're above If you diss us, we won't even think of We'll nip of the dog and give a big shove This rhythm really fits like a snug glove Like a box of positives, it's a plus love As the trial flies high like a dove That's our time for another Sound of Young America program I have been your host, Jesse Thorne The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our producer, Julia Smith. Our editor, Nick White. Our music provided by Dan Wally. Our intern is Paulo Balboa. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org where you can download any and all of our programs for free. Not just The Sound of Young America, but also our comedy shows. Like the Brotherly Advice Program, My Brother, My Brother, and E. The frankly somewhat unusual judge program, Judge John Hodgman, my own comedy talk show, Jordan Jesse Go, and much more. It's all free and it's all online at MaximumFun.org. If you have thoughts about the show, you can always email me at jesse at MaximumFun.org. We'll see you next time right here on The Sound of Young America. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at ask.metafilter.com.